0: Welcome to Rookie Designer. My name is Jake Van Ness, and I'm here with my co-host, Carl Kravakis from Holy Carp Design. How you doing, Carl? Hey, Jake. I'm doing well. I'm
1: really excited. Going on vacation next week. Oh, where are you going? I'll be off to D.C. I'm going to see the sights, you know, the Arlington National Cemetery, uh, the Smithsonian. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's a good area. Um, Should
0: be some uh, nice weather this time of year, too. Might be a little warm. It's been warm up here in... uh,
1: new york so hopefully it cools down a little bit for you that's fine we're gonna be cave trolls at the end of the week playing uh with our mandols in a miniature war game oh cool very cool
0: so we we've got kind of a short show today because uh a whole bunch of stuff going on for carl and i business wise so why don't we jump right into the topic and i think this is an interesting topic why don't you tell us what
1: we're going to talk about today carl sure i'll set this up um so when I was going to school, I was looking at a variety of schools before. And one name always kept popping up. It was the Art Institute International. They were a school that they looked good on the surface. They had a whole bunch of great programs, you know, that culinary, that graphics, they had music, they had a whole bunch. And they also were a very broad based uh, conglomerate of schools. So now uh, Art Institute uh, has gotten less of a stellar reputation these days. Um, I'm going to say allegedly, because nothing has happened in the courts yet. But the Art Institute uh, recently closed 15 of their schools, and they're allegedly uh, being charged with um, fraud for their, uh, their lending or, uh, side of things. They're being sued by the federal government for approximately $11 billion dollars.
0: Yeah, I I read the articles you sent me. I hadn't heard too much about this until you mentioned it to me, and I, I too, had looked at the Art Institute at one point to see if that was the direction I wanted to go in. Um, Obviously, they had spent quite a bit of money on advertising and getting their name out and stuff like that, but I was kind of disappointed to hear in the article about some of the allegations about how they were kind of targeting lower income individuals to try to get them to come to the school and then the only way that these people could pay off their loans to this for-profit school and I think that's important and that we state that that this was a for-profit art institute this was not a nonprofit this was not state run this was a for-profit company that was a school. So they were basically lending these kids money, and then they couldn't pay back their loans and had to rely on the government to try to pay back their loans. So it was like they were pumping these kids out to get the government to pay for it so that they could make money. It, it, was, it just seems absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah, some of the bullet points, um, they were uh, lending a lot to um, veterans because veterans have the GI Bill. They were lending a lot to low-income families, kind of overpromising and under delivering. They have a graduation rate of about 25%. They were promising job placement for like 95% of the students or something, you know, fairly high. And in, in one of the articles, they cited an art institute in one city that pumped out 600 photographers. I don't care if you're in uh, Boise, Idaho, or New York City, I don't know any place that can support 600 photographers coming out in one year.
0: Yeah, and I think that was something that was kind of disappointing to hear, too, is that they were kind of making it easier for these guys to get, quote-unquote, degrees. They were trying to come up with programs that would be, like, almost an easy way out. And I, it's just disappointing that a for-profit organization would take advantage of these students that are interested in furthering their education to try to help with job placement, and only to turn around and know that they're going to have to rely on the government. It, it it sounds really shady, and I guess I can understand why there's been some whistleblowers and why there's, why there's some interest from the government to do something about this. And obviously it doesn't look good when they've closed 15 of their four business schools. And I I just, I don't know, I just find it appalling. I really do. And it's it's kind of a statement about our education system as a whole, but th- this being a business just kind of makes it even worse and how many people they took advantage of. I mean, one of the things that was at the end of the article that was kind of scary, I would assume was someone who was going to school there and finding out all this is going on and now wondering if they're even going to have a school to go to tomorrow. I mean, that's horrible.
1: That's right. They were getting locked out um, because of these alleged uh, issues uh, that were coming up. Now, it does kind of bring me to the uh, question, what is the value of a degree in our field?
0: That, that's kind of an interesting question coming from you. I, I To me, I don't have a degree in our field. I, I actually went to school for sports medicine, didn't really find that it worked well for me, kind of stepped away from school and got into the industry by starting as a customer service rep at a print shop and eventually moved my way into the more artistic side, the pre-press side, the graphic design side, and I'm a self-taught designer. Now, I'm all for education. I think education's important. Do I think it's too expensive? Do I think that we're like pounding this debt or piling this debt on top of these people so that they have all these problems when they come out of school? Yeah, I think that's a problem, and I'm not gonna sit here and say that I'm disappointed I don't have that. I mean, I'm very fortunate that I have my own business, I don't have a degree, and I don't have the pile of debt that goes with it. So I, I I, think education's important, but I'm not sure that a piece of paper that says I have a degree in graphic design is all that important. What do you think?
1: I would, I'm treading a very fine line. I love my, I love my career and I love the schools that I went to. I personally needed the degree because I needed the foundation program that I got into. I went to Suffolk University, and I think that there was a huge value in a lot of the art program-specific stuff, but the all of the ancillary stuff that goes with the bachelor degree, that's just, it seems to drive up cost. In addition to that, I actually got a certificate in web design, and then once I got out of that, I realized the, the certificate was following my Bachelor of Fine Arts in and Graphics and by about eight years. I realized with the certificate program, nothing was new was being taught. So I think there's value in my first degree. The second degree, it might as well be rolling paper. But <laughs> nice. do I regret the cost? You know, I was fortunate. I had a 50% scholarship because of decent academics. But the rest of it, I'll be paying on that loan for a fairly long time.
0: Well, that's it. I, I'm not going to give any names, but I, I know several individuals who have gone to some rather big art schools, and one of them is very successful and is doing very well working. And I, I can share this. He's working in visual effects, doing very well with that. And then I know another individual who went to school with him who is a web designer who doesn't have the same success, and doesn't. but they both have the piles of debt. And, and it's interesting how that works. I mean, obviously the one decided not to follow the career in visual effects and I and had to deal with some personal choices of his. Yeah, that makes a difference. But come on, not every kid that comes out of that school that goes for whatever, photography, um, graphic design, visual effects. And, and again, these two individuals did not go to the art institute. They went to another art school. But they, they came out with no guarantee of a job. And I think that's sometimes a little bit of a misconception when it comes to school, that you go to school, you're guaranteed a job. That's not the case. It just isn't. And I think there is a little bit of an issue with that. But also for a school to promise that and then not be able to deliver on that, it kind of sucks because now these kids have to deal with all this debt. And it's really hard for them to deal with it because how do you live on your own? How do you feed yourself? How do you do all this? When you've got a pile of debt that's thousands of dollars a month i mean that's ridiculous and and i guess as you can tell i'm a little bit passionate about this because i have friends that are in these situations and to hear that the art institute took advantage of people that that sucks that's really bad ethically it's bad business obviously they're not going to be in business much longer if this is the case i I just it's more about what you want to do with your life. And I guess, I th- again, I think education's important. I There are things I wish I had gone to school for. Um, like I said, I went for sports medicine, but as a graphic designer, a print designer, there's some of me that, that wishes I had learned more about typography, that I had learned about art history and, and design history and things like that. Is it stuff that I can teach myself now? Absolutely. Is it stuff that would have been easier to learn in a classroom environment with other peers? Oh yeah, absolutely. So there there are things I missed, but I also agree with what you were talking about with programs being years behind of where they should be. I mean, I'm a print designer and I take a lot of pride on the fact that I could set up a file, send it to a printer and know it's gonna work. I know a lot of graphic designers that took print design courses that don't even know what a bleed is. It's a (laughs) shame. I mean, it really is a shame.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, there are definitely some things that need to change, specifically in the graphic design schooling um, and the, the mindset that a lot of places have about only hiring bachelor degrees. But I think that even the people that went to Art Institute, a lot of them I see are taking ownership of their career after the fact. Some of them are starting out as uh, low level artists um, or, or uh, even they're in the artist alley at the conventions because they did get illustrative skills, they got software skills. They just don't have the business savvy to get started. So they're kind of, they're a little behind, but they're having to make their own way. And I think that's uh, a story a lot of us can um, relate to. I had to make my own way. I started out of school making 27,000 a year. I might as well have been a manager at McDonald's at that point in my history. But I was uh, pushing pixels and playing with crayons all day. So I I loved my job.
0: Yeah, and I think that one of the things that I will tell people is, and this is kind of where I've kind of tripped up a little bit with my own business, is, yeah, I learned graphic design skills. I learned print skills working at a print shop. Now, later on, I've worked at some other businesses in the same Creative type fields and learned a little bit about business. But I will tell you if you're a graphic designer and you have any desire to work for yourself, take business classes. I think the biggest problem we have as graphic designers is trying to manage the business side of owning our own business or even doing it freelance, knowing what things you can write off, how you should be setting things up for taxes, things like that are all things that you can learn in your business classes. And I think that's important to get a hold of because even if you come out and you never go on your own, at least you've got that background that it's always an option that you know how to deal with those things. I see so many graphic designers struggle when they do go out on their own. And and I'm a perfect example. Like I struggled with how to deal with my taxes, what stuff I could write off, things like that. And I had to lean on a lot of mentors to kind of teach me that stuff. And I'll be honest with you, I'm still dealing with it. I'm still trying to figure out how do I scale my business? How do I deal with things so that my business side of what I'm doing works? The creative side, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on. It's the business side that I really struggle with. So that's another area where I kind of wish I had gone to school for some business classes as well as maybe some of the art history
1: and things like that. That's right. Um, The story is that, Nothing is an easy win. I mean, some of us are handicapped in, in the debt that we carry, but also we get a boost in our learnings when we kind of were in an incubator kind of learning certain things that you don't learn until you're out in the field and you find relevant projects. Now, I will say anyone that gets into the field, you know, keep your options open. You'll learn some fantastic stuff at your employer's. Uh, large format design was one thing I learned. There's some new uh, technology in web design, email marketing. Always keep your eyes and ears open to learning. But if you're going to get an advanced degree, you really got to do the uh, due diligence in considering what's worthwhile.
0: Yeah, and I and I will say, no matter what you decide to do for school, don't be afraid to look at your community colleges. And again, coming from somebody that doesn't have a degree I personally don't know that I would absolutely care where you went to school. If I were to hire somebody, obviously I would be looking at their work background, their creative efforts, what other things are they doing besides working, things like that, and I don't know that I would ever ask for that piece of paper and ask specifically where they went to school. Now, would I hope that they had some continuing education, Like I said, I think it is valuable, but I just don't see where, for what I would be looking for, a specific name of a specific school is going to make a difference. Now, I know some employers it does, and I know that it all comes down to connections and things like that, but I I just, it's tough for me to sit here and say, yeah, if you came from the Art Institute, and then there was a guy that came from community college that that would be my ultimate choice, is to take somebody that came from an art art institute or an art college versus a community college. I'd be looking at their work because I've seen some kids that come out of high school that have way better work than people that come out of four and six years of school doing design. So there is definitely a skill level as, as well in, in the whole mix of things. The other thing to remember is, like you were saying, don't ever stop learning. I mean, I, I know guys that are in their 60s getting to re- get close to retirement from a design field, and they're still learning all the new stuff. They're still going to conferences. They're still watching webinars, things like that, because they want to continue to learn. And I think that's a really important thing is don't ever stop learning. If you're working for somebody full-time, learn as much as you can at that job. If you're working for yourself, take the time to do webinars, to go to conferences, to, to buy books, to do online classes like lynda.com or things like that and continue to learn because the more you learn the, the fresher you'll be the more creative you'll be but you'll also be on the edge of what's going on that's right i
1: agree there are a bunch of resources that you can continue learning with um, you know just to share a few i remember reading uh, jeff fisher's book the savvy designer's guide to success that helped me along uh at the beginning of my career when I was looking to find out how to get into the field and lynda.com is a fantastic resource and there are other resources for learning how to code uh, I've got uh, siblings learning from code Academy which is a free resource for learning how to code uh, websites uh, don't truck off any of the YouTube tutorials as well the fact is the learning industry needs to change a little bit and I think that colleges and these other methods of learning are gonna eventually come come together or they're gonna bump heads uh, one of my day job does virtual learning for teams and how to work well together I mean these learning uh, development organizations flourish because there is always what places that you can learn and skill up
0: yeah I agree with you and that's where you got to be careful where you put your your money where you put your faith in what they're providing I think it's important to do your research to ask other designers I mean the nice thing with the way the internet is and with social media and stuff like that it's very hard for an organization or a school to hide behind bad things that happen I mean obviously we found out that this was going on at the Art Institute and now they've had to close 15 schools and and I'm sure that's going to continue because it's bad press, it's it's bad precedence for them to treat people this way and to do business this way. So do your research and, and talk to other designers, talk to people that have graduated from art schools, from community colleges, from state colleges, and see how they felt about it, what they thought of the situation. But again, also don't be afraid to look for grants, look for scholarships. I think a lot of people just pass that off as, oh, I I can't, there's no way. Well, you don't know unless you actually look into it and
1: see what's available. That's right. Well, I think uh, we covered quite a bit on this and hopefully people will connect with us with their learning solutions as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, we're gonna do a little bit of a short show So why don't we go right into what is your tech pick for the week? Do
1: you have one? My tech pick, um, let's see, I've already done Adobe Muse. I'm going to go with lynda.com. I think that I've been learning how to use Adobe Muse uh, pretty extensively on that. And I think that it's a pretty cheap resource for some very valuable learning. It's approximately, I think, 500 for the year. And it's definitely worth looking into.
0: Yeah, it is. I've taken a couple things through Linda. Um, I've actually met two of the big instructors for InDesign, um, Anne Marie and David, David Blatner. Um, great people and stuff that they, especially Anne Marie, does a lot of the stuff on Linda. the The videos that she do she did sorry does are really great and a perfect example is I was trying to figure out whether InCopy, which is more of the copy editor side of InDesign was going to work on the newspaper I was working on and it the explanation that she did on Linda and actually I found it for free is kind of like a teaser video but it got me the information I needed to go back to the newspaper and say yeah this probably isn't what we want to use but yeah Linda's great and then there's all kinds of free Linda videos out there to kinda of get an idea of what you can use it for so I'm actually gonna do a app this week for my tech pick um, obviously if you're listening to this You listen to podcasts. So Overcast at Overcast.fm is a great app for iOS. And I've been really happy with it because it keeps everything organized for my podcast. It's basically a podcatcher. And what it does is it keeps all your podcasts organized. It tells you when the, the latest ones download. So, for example, if you already had Rookie Designer in there as soon as I launched this episode it would give you a notification on your phone your ipad actually your watch too if you have an apple watch and let you know that that's available um the other thing i think is kind of cool with it is it does smart speed which what it does so every time say carl and i pause it cuts that pause down so that it's shorter and it's amazing how much that cuts out of a podcast so when i listen i actually turn that on And you'll probably save a couple minutes each podcast. Well, if you're a podcast junkie like I am, that's a lot of time. And that's a lot more episodes you can get through. Um, The other thing, um, some of you may or may not know, um, I'm a bit hearing impaired. So they actually have a voice booster in the app as well, which actually helps me to better understand when people are talking in the podcast. So it's kind of pretty cool. And the gentleman that developed it, I've followed him Quite a bit, his name is uh, let's see if find it real quick. I think it's uh, it's Marco Armit. He actually developed another app called Instapaper. so he's not he's no stranger to developing apps and he's very well known in the uh, iOS app world. so he's definitely somebody that's worth taking a look at as well. Plus, he's a podcaster himself. Um, and he's done presentations on podcasting. So Overcast is kind of cool because it's a podcaster's podcatch. Let me try that again. A podcatcher for someone who has actually done podcasts. So there's some things in there that are really good and really make it easy to listen to podcasts. So if you listen to this, give it a try and, and let us know what you think of those. Um, if you use Linda, let us know what some of the things you were using on Linda
1: and what you've learned on there. Um, You got anything else, Carl? No, I got a meeting coming up in five minutes, so I got to bounce anyway. All right, cool.
0: Well, you can find me at Jake Van S on Twitter. You can find me at my website, graphicprecision.com, and you can also find me on Facebook at Graphic Precision. Where can they
1: find you real quick? I'm Carl Gravakis of Holy Carp Design. I'm at holycarpdesign.com, and I'm also on Facebook. All right, excellent. And remember... Everyone's a rookie before they're an all-star.